0: Welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to discover how traditional business owners are leveraging the power of being a published author to grow their business. Get ready to discover practical and proven ways to enhance your reputation, build trust, and establish authority by authoring your own short, helpful book. On every episode, you'll hear from guest Main Street authors who have successfully authored, published, and leveraged their own book and want you to do the same. Now, here's your host of the Main Street Author Podcast, Mike Capuzzi.
1: Welcome, everybody, to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to inspire local business owners to author, publish, and leverage their own short, helpful books, or shooks as I call them. Today, I'm pleased to be able to have a conversation with visiting strategist and author Terry Earthwin nichols Now, Terry helps business owners and company executives create a vision of success for their companies that they can execute and actually achieve. A retired U.S. Navy profiler, Terry recently published his book, Profiling for Profit, What Crossed Arms Don't Tell You, Mastering the Art of of Observation, which to me, Terry, is one of the most intriguing book titles I've come across. So, Terry, welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast.
2: Thank you, Mike, and and thank you for the feedback on my title.
1: Yes, it's, it's very interesting, and I know we're going to talk more about it here in a moment, but before we do, Terry, why don't you share with our listeners a bit about your business, who you are, and who you serve, and how you help them?
2: Okay. Well, I am the chairman of a global company, uh, Evolutionary Healer, LLC, is a global uh, performance uh, transformational company. Uh, our clients and practitioners are uh, on five continents and 13 countries. Our service is available in five languages, and we were able to do that in just uh, four and a half years. So we're kind of proud of that little part. and. Um, our four divisions are um, helping people with PTSD and and self-sabotage and all those kinds of things, imposter syndrome, uh, when working with uh, executives, that kind of stuff. We're very successful with that. And the other divisions are, we have a training division, uh, Earthwind Academy. We also have a book in 30 days uh, coaching and editing and publishing service that uh, my wife and business partner heads up. And then the fourth one is uh, marketing and vision strategy uh, for for small business, small medium
1: businesses. Very good, quite interesting. Now we're going to be focused on books and and book authoring and your books, um, but just for my own information for our audience, how many books have you actually authored, Terry? Four. So let's we're going to talk about your most recent one here in a moment, but I'd like you to step back. And think back to your first book. What prompted you back then to want to invest the time and energy and money into becoming a book author?
2: Great question. Thinking back on that, you know, um, um, I was studying uh, to be a social worker at one point, clinical social worker. And um, well, before I actually uh, applied for, Postgraduate study in social work. I thought I would do some research and general reading, and uh, a suggested book was a couple of different uh, biographies. And in those biographies, you know, um, Gandhi was one of them. That was an interesting read. And and in there, you know, there was a point in their life where they just knew that they better start writing us down. And my life has been quite interesting. Um, as a whole. So I got to that point where, you know what, I'm going to have to start writing this stuff down and I write lousy. So I better get the keyboard out and, and just start writing. And I did. And, uh, book writing is not easy. Uh, but it's so rewarding. You know, when I would get a, a spot where, um, I'd get a block, I just take a couple of days off, walk completely away from it come back, sit down. And if the fingers started hitting the keys, off we go. If they didn't, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, A lot of people think that they have to sit down and write for six months. You don't. I I can write a book faster doing that method than trying to make myself sit down and write a book in succession. Mm -hmm. And so I came to that point where it was, I better write this down. And... I'm very glad that I did, and then book two came along, book three, and now now book four is out. Uh, so, yeah, that was an interesting question. Thanks for that.
1: Well, and what just to, just for my own information, then also that first book, what was the focus of that book?
2: The beginning of my journey. Hmm. Uh, my uh, life journey um, is going to be uh, seven small books compilated together uh, into a memoir, and so. Uh, kind of like, uh, Stephen King, Stephen King likes to write these little eBooks, 30 to 80 pages long. And then after, after a while he puts them together and they become a book and, you know, Stephen King, that becomes a movie. Mm-hmm. So you never know, maybe I'll get popular.
1: <laughs> Very good. Well, let's jump ahead to your most recent book and, and, and talk a little bit about that. And then we'll talk about how you're using it and all that good stuff in your business. But, um, why don't you describe that book? Uh, you know, what it shares for readers, what readers will get out of it, et cetera?
2: Well, let's start from the beginning. I'm a people watcher and I always have been. Um, I was in the Navy for 20 years. And when I'd be traveling overseas and going into the ports, uh, I didn't hit too many bars like it was, we were reported to do. I went out, got myself a nice cappuccino and sat down at a sidewalk cafe. And I watched people from all over the world. It was kind of fun. And, uh, late, little did I know that later on in life, that was going to be very beneficial to me because, uh, uh, 10 years ago, working with somebody, uh, with their, uh, behavioral issues and patterns as a, uh, commissioned Stephen minister, what that is, is a one-to-one crisis ministry, uh, non-denominational out of, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. It's, inter- it's international. And, um, what we now call from this, this hunch that I got, repetitive behavior cellular regression, which stops the imposter syndrome and those kinds of things, um, all of the, the observations in my life came to the fore when I was watching my clients um, describe uh, their a memory using their five senses and not the history or the story of a memory and what their head would do, and, and their torso would move so-and-so, some interesting things with uh, the, their toes and fingers. Because when we're babies, our fingers and our toes are ambidextrous. They do exactly the same thing, which is interesting. So over the course of, of about six years, the people that I was teaching to do this work said, when are you going to write your book? you got to put all this down in a book. We can't remember all this stuff, even if we write it down. So they bugged me a lot, and my business partner finally last fall said, "You got to write this book. Just just knock it off. You got to write this book. People need to know this stuff." And so I did. And just reviewing it and and writing the book was just a, an incredible story because what I teach in there is when well let's say you you and I Mike are are standing in front of each other talking. And what I'm telling you, I can watch different things that you subconsciously do with your muscles, how you twist your head and things like that. Subconsciously is telling me whether or not you're understanding what I'm sending to you. Do you understand my sales conversation or my message to you or whatever? And I can change it accordingly. And so I teach that. And I even teach it uh, how to do it right here on uh, Zoom or go to meeting or over the phone or even reading an email, how it's written, the formation of the sentences and those kinds of things. Uh, So uh, it has become a a really great seller. I got to laugh, though. I'm an American, ladies and gentlemen, and my... Book sells best in Italy, and I don't hardly know anybody there, which is interesting because it's only in English. That that one I got get a kick out of. But anyway, I'm doing because uh, I can't speak from the stage right now. Obviously, that's where I get most of our new business. Uh, I went back to the people that that uh, had originally booked us for these events and said, "Let's do some webinars." And so I've been doing uh, webinars on the book and. Plus the podcast network uh, circuit, you know, those kinds of things as well. And people are really having a lot of fun with it. In fact, um, I'm going to a university down in uh, Boca Raton, Florida, uh, this fall, late in the fall, that seems to still be working, uh, to do a day-long set of lectures and and trainings on it. That should be great fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and Terry, it's kind of interesting. So I'm, I'm sitting here nodding my head because I literally just released a podcast episode today a main street author podcast episode with uh, Dr. Nancy Zare. and I don't know if you know Nancy but she she does something somewhat similar I found our she's a, a, psych, a psychologist and uh, she helps people with marketing based on psychology and it's just it there's such um, there's such deep roots between the kind of things that you're suggesting and sharing and analyzing with people's behaviors and how they respond. Uh, So I found it interesting with Nancy, and I found it, and I did peruse through your book. Um, I I grabbed the Kindle version, and I just think this study of people, uh, if more business owners did it, uh, I think they would have better results if they just, you know, applied some of the principles that I know you share. So, Let's talk a bit about your book and where it kind of ranks in your business. So you already mentioned that you do, you know, your primary way of attracting new clients is from, speaking from the stage. But can you share some ways, Terry, that you're using this book or your other books in your business to attract new clients?
2: I use this uh, method of observing people 24-7, Literally um talking to people all that kind of stuff tells me um are they understanding what i'm saying and are they authentic do they have certain traits uh that because of their physical movements as they're talking to you or whatever uh uh i can check out authenticity uh that all that kind of stuff so i use it all day every day and i i have yet to find an industry or a type of position where this couldn't be uh very beneficial from the pulpit in a church to um you know the uh front desk of a health spa so and everywhere in between we're we're selling it successfully to um fortune one the global one thousand executives uh i mean this book is like 80 pages long, ladies and gentlemen, and it takes about an hour, hour and a half to read, and it's gold. You're going to want to buy a bunch of copies for and train your teams on it, whether it's sales teams or whatever, particularly people who uh, their job is, is interpersonal uh, communications.
1: Very good. Are there any, now, when you speak at events, at least back in, before all this hit, were you using the book at the event as any sort of device to I mean, how, did you use it at events at all? I'm just wondering, I always like to share practical strategies for leveraging a book to attract new clients.
2: Right. So this is what you call a back of the bo- back of the room book. OK, you go up, you give your your presentation and you have something for them. You might have handouts or something like that. Most people really chomp on the opportunity to buy a book and, and have the author sign it, right? That's big, all right? I'm one of those people, okay? If somebody resonates on the stage and they have a book, I'm buying it and they're signing it, okay? And so a uh, back of the boom book, we, we do this in our in our business coaching and, and that kind of stuff is, is invaluable, especially if the book has um, um, the the paper, uh, the hard hand in your hand, um review of what they just got through hearing and enjoying okay so a selling a book at the back of the room is uh invaluable you know like we'll take our uh uh all of our books with us when when we go all four of my editions if i'm going uh linda's got she's on her 20th book this year she's a rocker wow so you know it's a little more difficult for her to take all of her books But, you know, having that stuff in the back of the room is is money in the bank, because if you sign that book directly to that person and they go home and they further resonate with it, Mm -hmm. you probably have a solid prospect, if not a new client. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it puts money in the pocket. And that's really why you're in business, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, actually, I want to dive in a little deeper on that too because I always share... So we, we help business owners publish sh- what we call short helpful books. So exactly, they're about an hour, hour and a half read because again, most people these days don't want to read a 300-page book on whatever the topic is, You know, something they want to read about. But um, this notion, Terry, of... I always share like these short books are... Conversation starters—they're an excellent way to, in via a written word, via you know a printed book, primarily, to have a conversation with prospects. Mm-hmm. Any any insight on that? I mean, again, with all that you do, this notion of having you know wanting to write a book because it's a great way to start a conversation. Any practical advice or insights?
2: I would say, uh, and we teach this is. This is about your message to another person. So the person who does not resonate with your presentation uh, or or whatever is not going to buy the book anyway. Mm-hmm. The ones that are going to buy your book are the ones that resonate with your message and they want more of it. Okay, and the the people it's like uh, you know it's like email lists. Some people uh, preach and and teach that the the bigger the email list you got, the more profitable you are. Huh? No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if you have 10,000 people on your uh, your list, and 50 of them buy from you, you don't have a list. So let's be serious. So what you do get when you, when somebody buys either your ebook or your written book, uh, and so, a lot of times both, mm-hmm. because uh, the profiling for profit should be on your phone. OK, because it's it's a fabulous reference guide that you can quickly go back through, shift through the pages in uh, on your on your reader, on your phone, uh, just before you go into a networking situation or whatever. So these types of books, uh, airplane books is another way of saying it about the time it takes for you to uh, ride an airplane to grandmother's house. You've learned something new about uh, the human spirit.
1: I love it. I love it, and I, I'm I, I'm a big believer in it, and uh, I think I think you and I would both agree, more business owners of all sorts should be leveraging this strategy. Um, so let's let's even bring in Linda's uh, 20 books into this. In in your business, the, the business that you guys run together individually, how important as a marketing asset? are your books? Where do they kind of rank with everything you do? uh, Where do your books rank as far as an asset for the business?
2: We're authors. People put you on another level on the pedestal when you say author, okay? Because most of the people out there want or have always dreamed to be an author, and for whatever reason, they're not. And so when you have a book that you've written and published it's sitting it's right there in your hand passing it to another person you have a a whole lot more power than just having a conversation and passing your business card in fact i i i hardly ever give out a business card unless somebody absolutely wants one i'd rather have theirs i'll follow up they may not i will there's you know there's there's a saying in the coaching business the money's in the Mm follow-up and it is very seldom you'll sell somebody at, at an event. We don't hardly ever, uh, but we will we will get back five seven hundred percent of our uh, expense uh, investment in a in a, a conference or anything like that by the follow up.
1: Yeah, I mean again, the the book is the the, the starting point, the conversation starter, um, and you're right. I mean. I've had clients say you know when they'll send they'll they' send they send their book out or someone reads their book they'll get thank you notes you know you don't typically get a thank you note when you send a business card or a brochure, but uh you know books still have that magical power where you're right you know the author is held at a higher you know level of esteem, and people still appreciate them and uh I think I always, I always chuckle when I I hear folks say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got a thank you card in the mail because I sent my book out. But uh, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yeah, you you mentioned something about where people, you know, a lot of people do want to write a book. A lot of people unfortunately never write a book. They never start or maybe they start and stop Um, being a multi-book veteran author. What advice Terry would you have for folks that, you know, they want to write a book, they haven't started, or maybe they, they started but never finished it.
2: Look at it regularly, because one of these days you're going to look at it and it's go time. Don't pressure yourself into doing it. You know when it's go time, like I did when I started my first uh, book. And when I knew that uh, Profiling for Profit was, it was time. It was basically written, it was in my mind, but it was basically written because of our our marketing uh training for our practitioners uh so once it was go time it the book was done in a month you know well it's over now as far as linda you mentioned melinda you know she has a, a coaching support uh service where she helps people in a very unique way do these kinds of books uh in in a month's time they're published self-published mm-hmm. you know and and there's a need for that out there just like you guys do you guys have a unique niche i uh kudos to you it's very good
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, I think, again, just to kind of dive a little further into what you said, I think it's very interesting that you're right. I think there's a lot of people who do have the knowledge, the expertise that they want to share, that should share, because their potential readers are not getting it until the book is created. But, again, just the experience I've had with myself and clients you're right if you for if it you know, some people can do it they can set a deadline and say hey I, i've got to get this thing done by whatever you know september 1st um but uh there there is a time where i think it's just a natural progression of you know now is the time to get this thing done
2: yeah i would agree with that and you know there's a you know the marketing and vision strategy that i was talking about in one of our divisions also kind of works here too because you set the vision not a goal to do your book. You set a vision on the horizon. There's my book. I see it. I know it's there. I can almost touch it. And then working backwards to today, you put some stops along the way. None of which I have a time frame, so that uh, each stop has something specific for you to do, like um, uh, do the research for chapters one through three, or whatever it could be, mm-hmm. and or or dry out the outline. Right. It could be very simple. And then when you get there, and you do it, and you've completed that stop along the way. It's like going to grandma's house. You've got to stop for the kids to go potty and get gas, right? But here's the key. When, when you when you finish that stop, celebrate it. Take yourself out to dinner. Have enjoyed the feeling of the accomplishment. That will motivate you to go to the next stop, and then a celebration, and continuing on. So what happens if you have to stop for two months uh, while you go to, to Aunt Bessie's house to put her in a nursing home? Nothing, right? There's no timeline. There's no goal lost. So when you come back to start writing your book again, you go to the, on the stop that you're at and you continue forward. And you'll get to your vision uh, much faster than you can absolutely imagine. Our clients, you know, our coaching clients and different people, who use that strategy, they, they can't believe how fast they get stuff done.
1: Well I love the celebration concept too. I think I know I'm I'm definitely remiss. I'm just hard charging, nose to the grindstone. You know, I, I mean I enjoy life, but I don't think I celebrate enough. And I think that's a that's a that's a takeaway for everybody. Like we we as business owners, you know, we're doing a lot of good in our communities, for our employees, our team members, and uh we should celebrate stuff. But it seems like a lot of times we just go right on to the next thing really not acknowledging what was just, you know, what just happened.
2: Yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. How did it feel the last time you really achieved something? How did that feel? Pretty good, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Now, uh, When, if ever, did you have somebody that you know and respect come and acknowledge that? Wow. Huge. Mm -hmm. So that'll drive you to, you know, we have clients that use this vision strategy, uh, which I have free on my website uh this vision strategy thing uh for their company they don't they don't do annual goals anymore because everybody hits mid- and exceeds their goals before uh the end of the year so uh you know everything has changed you know
1: very good. And,
2: and and man nothing replaces achievement you know the chess comes out You you know you enjoy yourself you give yourself permission to celebrate
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah now that's that's a writer downer. At least for me, it is. So thank you. So uh, You're we'll listen as we we get ready to wrap up here. Just two more quick questions um, before you know. I want you to share some information about you. But uh, what would be one thing relative again to using a book, becoming a book author, using a book as a, a means to get new customers and clients? What would be one thing you'd like to leave listeners with?
2: Your first one, it's okay if if it's under 5,000 pages. You don't have to read, you don't have to write a novel. Most books that are that uh, hit the New York uh, uh, bestseller list and stuff like that are a couple hundred pages or less. The uh, most read books in America right now, well, America and Canada actually, um, you know, Mike, you may know this, is uh, p- paperbacks uh, under 100 pages and ebooks under a hundred pages so you might consider not only writing a book but having an ebook all four of mine are available in ebooks because mm-hmm. people like to read them on, on their phone and on the on the bus or the train or maybe a plane
1: very good and by the way uh, you may not have done this yet but I will tell you you know audiobooks are also becoming consumed more and more I've had more people tell me, Uh, or ask for audio versions of my books. I do have one audio version um, that's available, but uh, it's very interesting to see how many people are consuming audio. So that's another, you know, just another form of media, uh, whether you do it yourself or hire professionals, but, uh, you know, audio is, is here to stay. Well, Terry, listen, this has been great. I appreciate your insights. I appreciate you sharing some wisdom and some practical advice. Can you share for our listeners... Um, how they can learn more about you and what you do, and, and, and where they can get your books?
2: Well, amazon.com. And the easiest way to do it is don't worry about the titles Terry Earthwind Nichols. Google it. You get amazon.com, YouTube, my website, uh, and the so, other social medias, everything there is to know about me because Terry Earthwind Nichols is the only one in the world. So I have an ideal bl- brand that's easy to remember. And uh, you can get about anything you want to know about me, including contact information how to get a hold of me directly.
1: Very good. Well, Terry, we'll put those links in our uh, podcast announcements, make sure, but everyone has that. Terry, thank you very much for your time today.
2: Mike, this has been a pleasure. It really has. I've really enjoyed myself.
1: Good. You have a good day, Terry. Thank you very much.
0: You've just listened to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author podcast. If you've been on the fence about writing your own book, there's no better time than now to become a Main Street author. To learn more, visit MainStreetAuthor.com. That's MainStreetAuthor.com. And while you're there, schedule a complimentary strategy session with Mike to discuss your book ideas. See you next time, and remember, you can do this.